Welcome to Digital Marketing ROI, the podcast that connects marketing to your business's revenue and covers everything you need to know to stay up to date in this crazy digital marketing world. Welcome to Digital Marketing ROI. I'm Shannon Allen, Chief Revenue Officer of Federated Digital Solutions, and I am your host. We're here to answer some of the most burning questions, and joining me is my co-host, Crystal Vivian, who is our Director of Social Media and Content Marketing. Hi, hello, good morning, good, good morning. afternoon. <laughs> yeah, it's after now, isn't it? So today, one of my favorite topics is going to be on the famous OTT. Yes. That nobody really knows what that means. Right? When everyone hears, it, well, it's interesting because everyone engages with OTT, 100%. right? But the consumers, anybody who isn't in digital marketing doesn't call it OTT. Absolutely. We just Absolutely. call it Netflix. <laughs> well, and let's be clear, when OTT first was established, and let us let me get the definition out of the way. Yeah, let's okay? do that. So OTT stands for over the top. If there could ever be a more generic <laughs> definition of where streaming video falls under, it would be under OTT. Because mm-hmm. technically, when this really first launched, when the, the word OTT was out there, the over the top, so many different things fell under that definition. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just streaming. But as time wore on, it was where they placed the conversation of streaming video. And then some consumers or marketers also call it CTV, which is really the connected TV, which is the device we stream on. So I'm getting in a little before we get into our topics and the questions, but that's really our basic definition. We're going to break down today a little bit more for our our listeners to help everybody understand how do we use OTT and what's the benefit? Really, what's in it for me and why should I care, right? This is our, we're going to bring it back to ROI. So absolutely. So let's start with OTT. When you talk OTT, you are really talking about targeted video streaming ads. Correct. The best way to think about this, and I have a great visual, so if we were on a webinar, which I don't like to do, I would show you my slide that shows this umbrella. So I think of OTT in the three different categories. First and foremost, it's the content, right? OTT, there's content that we stream. This is your Yellowstone. This is your, you know, what? like what's your favorite streaming that you... Oh, it varies. Um, well, honestly, right now it's Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. <laughs> This is true. This I have a one-year-old daughter. Yes. That's the only thing yes. I'm watching. That and Miss Rachel. That's yes. it. Yes. Well, I mean, I mean, Ozarks is some of the best. Of course, like I said, Yellowstone. Then you have all the oh, marvelous of Mrs. That. Maisel, marvelous, as I've yep. been really yes. into lately. Yeah. So this After is bedtime. All content. And and by the way, it's not just these shows. It's streaming video and TV shows and movies. It's anything that you can stream over the internet is where OTT falls under. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the first category. There is the content. The middle category to me that OTT falls under is really the platform that you're streaming on, right? So what platform are you on? So this could mean multiple things. And without making it too confusing, what I'm going to talk about is to the consumer, what they're thinking on, what, where am I streaming? I've got my Peacock. I've got uh, my HBO Max. I've got my Netflix. That's the most common everybody thinks about right off the bat. However, there's so many more aspects of streaming that we can have out there anymore. So I'm a YouTube TV. I got Mm -hmm. rid of my dish. I am a cord cutter. I no longer use dish. I've never been a cable person, but I've always had dish network. So when I canceled my dish and be clear, I didn't cancel until I was really sure. First thing I did was go into and rent Hulu live. I wanted to watch my broadcast, my CBS, my ABC, but I also wanted to be able to catch, you know, any of my shows I want to watch my Yellowstone, my Ozarks, right? I had to have all my Bravo shows because I'm a huge Bravo fan. And so I needed to have a platform 
that would give me all of that once I got rid of Dish. So I then sw- switched. I started with Hulu Live, realized I didn't really care for it as much, but I love my YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. Okay. I also have Pluto TV. I have Roku. If I want to watch something for free because I don't want to pay for it, that's where I go. So each one of those platforms is also broken down even deeper, which is these great definitions, which are like the SVOD, the AVOD, the FAST. Basically, those are your subscription-based, right? So Netflix is a subscription-based. That's how they've made their profit all these years. However, recently, Netflix is moving to an ad platform as well. So those are called AVODs. Advertising video on demand. So an advertising video on demand are, for instance, the Pluto TVs of the world that you can watch whatever you want for free, but you have to watch the commercials. So basically all streaming commercials that we're talking about today is unskippable inventory. You Mm -hmm. cannot skip it. So for the purpose of what we're talking about with our clients and what most local businesses are buying when they're buying OTT is definitely unskippable inventory, which makes it even more valuable, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you have to watch it. You have to pay that price of admission in order to watch the content. Absolutely. And it's nice as a consumer because I only have to watch one or two ads every 20 minutes or so. Yes, yes. And and you're a younger generation. Then I get to watch the content, which is great. And and you're a younger generation than I am. So I'm very impatient. Um, That's just my generation, right? I'm 52 years old. I'll put it out there. I'm very impatient how things are. And I like to skip through things. But as a marketer, I also appreciate it. So I kind of can, I go back and forth on the ones I'm able to watch the commercials I'm okay with if I get it for free. Because mm-hmm. I can be a little cheap too, because I'm Dutch, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's the second pillar. The third pillar is your device you're watching it on. So anymore, we have either a large screen device or a small screen. My daughter, for instance, who's 11 years old, she is only watching things on her phone or her tablet. She never, she will be sitting in front of a TV and never turn it on because she's taking all of her content. Anything she wants to stream is through her phone. To have that kind of vision to be mm-hmm. able to see something on such a small screen. I know, right? <laughs> right. I would just, I mean, when she complains to me about headaches, I'm like, oh, you're on the phone all That's day what, long, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like the modern day equivalent of like, I remember when I was a kid, my mom saying, don't watch the, don't sit so close to the TV. Exactly. Because, you know, you'll fry your eyes. Exactly. And, Now we have little tiny TVs. Exactly. So really that third pillar of OTT is definitely the device we watch it on. And the most common that I would say our clients and um, any business owner out there is thinking about when doing marketing really is that connected TV. So this is the smart TV. Mm -hmm. But keep in mind from a tracking capability, it's it's not clickable. Right. So we are tracking clicks a lot with OTT. So it is small screen. We can definitely track that. So that's just something to, to keep in mind. We can talk about here in a minute. But those are my three pillars. You have the content that you watch. Mm-hmm. You have the platform you're watching it on. And you have the device um, that you're streaming it through. But it gets more complicated than that. So complicated. So not all OTT is created equal. So exactly. you're on these different platforms. There's so many different places where you could stream video, including through if you have a, a subscription with a cable or a broadcast dish network or yep. something like that. So Elaborate more on that, how the differences between OTT and not being created equal. Absolutely. So I was at a convention about, gosh, I think this was right after the pandemic because there were starting conferences back and there was a group of OTT and TV broadcast companies sitting on the stage. And I was actually a speaker on a later panel. 
But I was in the back of the room and Sinclair, who is, um, you know, owns like the CBS, they were on stage talking about OTT. But a lot of the conversation they were having was about their own content. It was not about um, what we call programmatic, right? A programmatic Mm -hmm. buy is you're going to follow the consumer and buy up inventory on hundreds of thousands of of different platforms Mm -hmm. so we can follow the consumer journey. Mm -hmm. What Sinclair or CBS affiliate was talking about was their own content they were creating. So they were calling OTT that that's what they're referring to. So I raised my hand and I said, can you elaborate a little bit more? Because for the average business owner, they don't understand the difference. And really it comes down to price. And he, I give him credit. He totally agreed with me and said, you're right. Um, I'm talking about my content, which is a lot less expensive than the programmatic that's going on mm-hmm. where we're following the consumer journey. Mm-hmm. So I was appreciative of that. What I tell our clients, what I tell my sales reps is that ask your client to look at an invoice. And if you're paying anywhere from 20 to $25 cost per thousand or anything less, you're probably buying a very generic, very less not targeted form of OTT. Anything over that $35 to $40 CPM is where you're buying much more targeted as well as true programmatic, okay? And the best example I can give is, I think any of our listeners could appreciate this. Back in the day with my Dish Network, there'd be times I'd be watching uh, NBC, I'd be watching my favorite show, and there would be a thing up on the board that's saying, please contact you know, the contract is up. Please contact your local dish yeah. because, you know, they're not, we're in the middle of contract negotiations, right? Mm-hmm. So for many, many years, any CBS, ABC, NBC affiliate heads may had contracts with these dish networks and cable companies so that their prog- program can be running on all of dish and cable, right? Mm-hmm. So when that started to decline, when the cord cutter came out, right? So and just to remind everybody, a cord cutter is somebody who has cut the cord. They are no longer paying for a cable box or the satellite, and they have moved 100% to streaming. Mm-hmm. So when that started to happen, um, these big broadcast companies had to really pivot. And so they moved their contracts from what they were doing with the dish and the cable over to the, the top streaming platforms, which are Hulu Live and YouTube TV right now, mm-hmm. okay? But really all they did was shuffle the inventory from one spot to the other. Because when you're buying that or you're getting that from your local CBS um, sales rep, it is not targeted. They are just running that inventory the same way they were running your inventory through cable. Does that make sense? Which is like where you're buying a channel. Exactly. Exactly. And they can play that commercial anytime on that channel. Exactly. And half the time they're, they're not even really explaining that. And that's okay because... There's still a value in that. I mean, I still see value in that and I don't discourage for the businesses that can afford to do both. Absolutely. Like why not, you know, reach that great mass audience because I still see the value in all traditional marketing. But if you're that local business owner that really wants to define and you have a very targeted product or service you offer, then you should be able to have targeting capabilities. And, you know, in addition, we want to target where people are spending all their time, which Mm -hmm. is on the internet you know, we're spending all of our time on our phones and that's where we want to find people. What kind of targeting capabilities, you know, for lack of a better term, true OTT or programmatic OTT, I think is what you called it. What kind of targeting capabilities does that give? 
That's a great question. So one thing that we do at Federated Digital Solutions is we combine both what we call video targeting along with the OTT streaming. Mm. And the best way to break that down is our video ads, which is the old school pre-roll, mid-roll, post-roll, that you can skip. We still think there's value in that because that is really the consumer that's a lot of news and information sites that they're on, especially news. And we still see a lot of value that somebody could be, they could go to USA Today to you know, get the latest headlines or CNN or Fox News, and they're watching a video. And before they can watch the latest video on what's going on with, you know, whoever <laughs> in politics, <laughs> they are getting a video pre-roll in front of them. And if they are being targeted, if they are in the market, let's say, for a mortgage loan, and they get targeted a video about what local credit union to get to go to for your mortgage loan, they're going to watch that video and they're not going to skip it because we've targeted them and we know, we understand that. Mm-hmm. So that's the first step. We do combine our video targeting that is not considered streaming. Mm-hmm. Part two of that is the OTT and it is good targeting. It's probably not as targeted as the video because there's so much more of a mass of inventory out there still, mm-hmm. but OTT continues to grow. So as we have more inventory at our fingertips, the more inventory you have, the better targeting capabilities you're, that are offered. Mm-hmm. So we can, do, we can do it by search. We can really target the way consumers are searching. And we can also do it by category, which is, you know, somebody that is, you know, more likely into home and garden. We can go after those type of streaming shows. Um, sports, we can go after that. So we have very categ- category-driven targeting that, is, is capable, that we're capable of. But my favorite is the third, which is what we consider, it's called addressable geofencing, and I'll go into that in a minute. Uh But this is where I can pull a curated list. Um, This is like direct mail, the way that we do direct mail. I did this for years back in the day when I was at newspaper, where I can pull a list of that consumer of what they're most likely interested in, hobbies, income level, male, female, children in the home, and it's all first-party data, and I can target them with my video my OTT streaming, I can do display ads with that. So that's really the third layer of the targeting with the OTT that we work with. That's really powerful. It's very powerful. And not only can we target that way, we can track a conversion. Because with addressable geofencing, because we are putting a fence around that consumer's home, and by the way, for privacy laws, I do not know their name. I only know their address. Okay, Mm -hmm. I can put a fence around their home. I can target them while they're in their home. And then when they leave... For the next 30 days, we do what's called cross-device matching. So it's important to not only we catch them on their video on their smart TV, but then we can catch them on their mobile or their laptop if they're at work, because for the next 30 days, we're targeting them. Okay. But the last part of that journey is if that consumer, if we go back to that mortgage example, right? If we had a mortgage video, if that consumer that I targeted that mortgage commercial with walks back into one of the credit union's locations in the next 30 days, I can track that. So that's really powerful and it's really great to show a return on investment. Absolutely, because you're connecting. You literally watched this ad, this person was delivered this ad, or this these devices in this home were delivered this ad and then they showed up at the hundred percent. It's my favorite thing in a reporting call to talk to our clients about because, you know, we really can break down our ROI talking about the conversions. I mean, obviously I take everything. I can track the click, I can track the fact that we delivered them the video and within the next 30 days, they went back to their website, which is really powerful. And I can combine all of that along with the conversions and show them things that they would never see with a typical TV commercial. That's really powerful. Yes. 
are there any other ways that you're connecting OTT to ROI for our clients? Um, well, obviously, like we talked about, conversion for sure, the, the, that last stage. A click to us is, a, is an action step. If somebody took and clicked on it and then went to the website, obviously that's something we track. But keep in mind, very often we're connect, we are delivering anywhere from 25 to 50% of the inventory to a smart TV. So they're not clicking on it. Mm-hmm. So what I always like to show the client is if let's say we're delivering 50% of their impressions to a large screen or the, the smart TV, they're not going to click on it. But yet I still can show 200 clicks that happened on the other devices mm-hmm. and to show them that there's still a lot of action happening, even though they can't click on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the end, everything that we do with a client with OTT, we still need from them how they're measuring it so mm-hmm. that we can bring it back to that ROI conversation. Is there anything else that you want our listeners to know about as they're kind of thinking about OTT and how it fits into their marketing strategy? Is there anything else that they should be thinking about that we haven't talked about today? I think for me, I would tell any listener out there that is interested in doing this and has never tried it is to start with a very educational strategy conversation because everything comes down to strategy. What are you trying to do and what are you trying to accomplish? If you have a limited budget, I'm not going to throw that into a recommendation because we still have to prove ROI first. I sometimes say layer it in as you go. But if you're already doing TV, what I would tell you is take a portion of that budget and move it into OTT and start to measure your traffic. Because at some point, I I never will tell you not to advertise with traditional marketing, but we do see a lot of our clients that have moved from traditional over to OTT or at least a 50-50 split because it's the one thing that they're not getting from their TV is that they don't know how to track that conversion, which in the end, what we're talking about today is ROI, right? Mm -hmm. We want to track ROI for them and I want to be able to show them for the expense that they're going to spend. If they're spending, you know, 5,000 a month or $3,800 a month in a commercial through us that I can give that return on investment back. Mm -hmm. I think also I always tell the client, if it's going to be a general commercial, make sure you're prepared to know that when you're doing a very general commercial, that's about awareness. It's going to take, it's a longer consumer journey to show that the ROI happened. But if it's a very specific commercial that you want to show then let's make sure we're very strategic in how we're placing that buy with OTT. That's where if you're more like trying to sell a specific product. Exactly. As opposed to just overall branding, telling your story. Yes, yes. And I think that's where the evolution of OTT has come was, you know, back in the day when I sold newspaper and our it was 40% of somebody's budget and TV was the other 40% of somebody's budget. I really felt like back in the day, there wasn't a lot of strategy that went into the traditional. And now with the introduction of digital marketing in the last, you know, 10, 15 years, we have the ability to be true marketers and put our thinking caps on, which is my favorite part of my job, and figure out what are we trying to accomplish. And with OTT, because the cost is higher than other digital marketing, we want to make sure that that this video that they're going to do in this commercial they're going to put together is going to um, show that they're growing the need. They're pushing the envelope. Because remember, video invokes emotion. And so it is what, if you do a, a survey today, especially with a younger generation, they would much rather be served a video ad than any other kind of ad. Mm-hmm. So this is where we want to tell everybody, let your agency or your partner, whoever you're working with in marketing, help you with that strategy. Cause you don't want to just throw a commercial out there 
with a buy without having a plan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And a way to track. Yep. hundred percent. What does the future have in store? Where do you think video streaming and OTT is going to be? It's exploding. Um, the percentage of cord cutters now and really the cord never. So my niece, for instance, is a cord never. So she's 22 years old, lived in an apartment and never will never have a cable bill, never be part of DirecTV. Everything she does is streaming. So as the cord nevers get older and older and, and more of the older audiences are, are cord cutters, everything is going to be about streaming. And so it's why the, the local broadcast stations now have been really scrambling for many years to make sure that they don't lose that profit margin because they've got to pivot quickly to make sure that they're attached to, to OTT platforms. Mm-hmm. So the future is only going to get bigger. So I would suggest to any client out there, if you aren't doing this, start to think about it because you don't want to get left behind with something that is so valuable and is only going to get more targeted. Let's end this today with coming back to why we're here, what we're talking about, which is ROI. So when it comes to OTT, what is the digital ROI and why should this be, if I'm a business owner, why should this be part of my marketing strategy? ROI for me for OTT really is those topics I've already talked about. It's making sure that the strategy and the goal is identified right up front and that we're measuring it. Okay, so I work with a big RV company who we are measuring how many consumers are obviously coming back to their website. But in the end, we're measuring how many units are being sold with their dealers month to month. So the ROI has to start with the client of telling us how you want to measure it and then make sure we have benchmarks to do that. And then what we're going to do is see what the data tells us. We're going to use those clicks to the site. We're going to use those website view throughs, which means I served them the video and they came back to my website within 30 days, as well as those conversions of consumers walking into their location. We're going to take all those items together and measure it against the client's benchmarks. And that is the ROI that we can bring clients is we can really show that we're moving the needle, but we need their help. Well, it's a partnership. Absolutely. And that's what we do. Yep. Well, this has been great. Thanks, Crystal. Thanks, Shannon. You've been listening to Digital Marketing ROI from Federated Digital Solutions. Do you have an idea for a future episode or a burning digital marketing question? Text ROI to 45364 to get a link where you can share your idea. Subscribe to get new episodes every other Thursday, plus Tip Tuesday insights every week. Podcasts by Federated Media.